0: For once, I'm not drunk. So, here we go. Uh, hey, everybody. Welcome to We Got the Beat. I got the title right this time. This is the second time I've attempted to doing this. This is weird. Alright, so We Got the Beat. It is the trilogy, the most triumphant trilogy of all time, Bill and Ted. Oh, yes. After years of Luke's waiting...
1: triumphant. Yes.
0: Did you really think they were going to make a three? I thought it was just a pipe dream.
1: No. I didn't ever think there'd be another movie...
0: Yeah, they talked about it for like the last five years, and I'm going to give credit to A, MGM is desperate to remake anything in their catalog, and B, John Wick. If it wasn't for the John Wick trilogy just exploding, this never would have been made. Yeah, I love you,
1: John Wick. (laughs) <laughs> well, I really, all the many parts got, of you. Part really, one, part two, part three, part twenty-seven.
0: No, I really thought it was going to end at the end, uh, at part three. I thought it was meant to be a trilogy. You live by the gun, die by the gun, and just kept. It's going to keep going, and I'm not sure I want it to keep going.
1: Um, you know, I mean, I'm going to be honest. Like, I did. It's not that I thought the first movie was bad by any means. I just didn't expect it to have quite the effect that it did I never expected there to even be three movies let alone you know the fervor that it has produced yeah it's uh, a 20 million dollar movie for John Wick but also for him period
0: well I mean it was a 20 million dollar movie he took almost no money he did it with friends that he worked on The Matrix with and uh, it it did well in theaters like 50 million dollars but it blew up on video and it's funny how this franchise and the John Wick franchise have a lot in common in, in no one expected anything out of them because mm-hmm. you I don't know if you're going to remember this but one of the teen magazines that you used to read I can't remember who am I kidding we both used to read let's not pass it off but you usually bought them yeah. and I read them yeah um but there was an article in there about the uh, summer movies of 1988 and you would go through the list and they we're talking about all the big ones and then it got towards the end and it was talking about uh, Bill and Ted's excellent adventure and I was like that's a weird title And it had the picture of Keanu Reeves and Alex Winter. I didn't know who they were. And I was like, ah, this movie's probably barely going to come out. And it didn't at all. It sat on the shelf for another year. And when it finally came out, it was like little fanfare. And it just, word of mouth, it did very well in theaters. But it was on one of those, it didn't open big, but just kept sticking around. And every skater dude I knew saw it over and over and over. Just like um, gleaming the cube. But this went beyond just like the skater heavy metal guys. This, this really broke through to the mainstream.
1: Well, it had to have because I've seen it 8,000 times. And That's... I am not a skater dude.
0: <laughs> I, um, <laughs> I did play that VHS quite a lot. I still remember the beginning promo. Do you remember when the guy's like, hey, everybody, it's Bill and Ted's big giveaway. You can win. And it had, um, what's the mom that marries everybody? Uh, Missy.
1: Oh, yeah. Missy, yeah? Yeah,
0: Missy's in it, and she's showing off the Bill & Ted skateboard and the Bill & Ted t-shirts and stuff like that. And I just remember that commercial all the time. So now when I watch it streaming or on DVD, I I wish they would put that on there because I miss it.
1: Yeah, I like those, like, weird little things. I do sometimes, like, really miss... Uh, you know, when we were kids and we would, like, record stuff off of TV and then we had all those, like, old commercials and and stuff like that was really part of the experience, too. Yeah, I I
0: love finding (laughs) a movie on YouTube with the commercials. I love it.
1: Oh, yeah. But also just, like, that's kind of the same as... When I go to the movie theater, I don't like to miss the trailers, still, even though it adds another 30 minutes to my time, because it's all part of the experience, same I guess, kind of but thing. I,
0: there has to be a time limit. I say you got four trailers, at most. If I'm still sitting there like, oh, God, another M&M's commercial, what the hell? I mean, you already had a well, pre-show why, I anyway. Don't, yeah.
1: There's more commercials than there are trailers, and that is, a, you know, it's just beyond reasonable. But yes, anyway... But, totally uh, off
0: topic. Yeah, but that's it's the VHS memories you have. And Bill and Ted just has one of those things. Like, it's with Monster Squad. Uh, when I see Monster Squad, yeah. I expect to see the TriStar logo because that's what was on the VHS tape. If I don't get that, oh, I'm just man. like, what the hell is this?
1: We quote that at least, like, once a week at our house. <laughs>
0: um, but it's it, this is a really weird uh, backstory to it because it started off as a Dino De Laurentiis production. And he had broken off mm -hmm. from Universal Studios after Conan the Destroyer and thought he could make his own movies, and it only lasted a few years. Uh, The last three movies got sold off when they went bankrupt. So it was Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, or sorry, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, uh, Collision Course with Pat Morita and Jay Leno. And Tracks. Nice. With Sh- Shadow Stevens. <laughs> Those are the three movies that were left. Of course. <laughs> so they go out of business. They sell it to Nelson Entertainment. Nelson Entertainment is also on the verge of bankruptcy. They team up with Interscope, the original production company. They sell it to Orion Pictures. Two years later, Orion Pictures' last movie in theaters Bill and Ted's bogus journey before they go out of business for decades.
1: Hmm. Crazy, huh? Interesting.
0: But what is it you think um, about these movies that connect? So especially the first one. I feel like everybody loves that first one.
1: Um, I don't know. Like, you know, some people view Bill and Ted as stupid, which I'm not arguing that they're not. Uh, but more more of it is is like, they have some sort of innocence to them still that's just kind of like joyful like despite the fact that they're flunking out of high school that they aren't very smart that they can't play their instruments their parents are like hard on them they're still like really happy positive guys uh i mean i don't know if that's you know a universal viewpoint or just you know, part of the reason why I enjoy it, but it just has such a level of, like, joy and silliness that, uh, I mean, you can't take it very seriously, obviously, because it's just absurd, and, um, um, very dated in many elements, uh, but if you just, you know, view it as, you know, just a silly, like, fun thing like i think that's why i've seen it so many times just because it's just it's just fun and and they're not taking themselves that seriously yeah
0: in the face of severe adversity at times i mean there's more than a couple times in these movies where one they literally die in the second but they're they're always something serious on the line and they're just like let's just do this man let's rock on you know be excellent to each other me and jacob end every single podcast with be excellent to each other because it's such a joyful positive thing to put out there in the world
1: that's adorable
0: we do every single time He, I always say be excellent to each other and he always says namaste and good luck
1: <laughs> oh yes I, 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 I've i heard that yeah yeah
0: but it's uh, it's like the first of those dopey duos in a long time because we had Cheech and Chong uh, during the early half of the 80s but then the, the buddy comedy kind of changed over the years it was supposed to be like um, what do you call it? like the 48 hours rule where they're wildly different kind yeah. of people Yes, there are some anomalies, yes. running scared, their best friend, partners, whatever. But, you know, it's like the planes train, of automobile formula for so long. And then Bill and yeah. Ted comes in, yes. and it's like, yeah, they are different, but they're the same, and they work together, and they're best buds, which is a trend that would happen for the next decade with, like, Wayne's World and Biodome and stuff like that.
1: Hmm, Biodome. <laughs> do, do you think Dumb and Dumber would
0: even be a thing? Do you think that and Wayne's World would even be greenlit if it wasn't for Bill and Ted?
1: Hmm. I, hadn't, I have not given it a, that, a thought ever in my whole life, but I think that that is a very interesting viewpoint that I, I don't disagree with.
0: It's The other thing I was thinking of is why I think people love the first one more than the second one, though I think it's been changing over the years. Um, is people just love the fact that they go on this wild adventure through time, so they're seeing all these people they know of. Now you know, it's, it's not during our times. There's no real context, but we all know who John of is and Genghis Khan and um, a George Beethoven. <laughs> um, what was it like, Larry Frude? They, they start to make up stupid names and they're trying to introduce them to Missy. <laughs> oh
1: yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I, just, uh, I think I think we love seeing that and, and there's always something appealing to being able to go through time and change the things that are going wrong I think that's why Back to the Future is such a strong connector for people and this one plays the rules differently but it's still the same kind of idea if you can use a time machine to fix your life
1: sorry I got distracted by reading some of the trivia f- uh, facts about the movie on oh. IMDb Uh <laughs> sorry I was just like reading this that said in the book, the producer's profiles and frustration, which uh, have you ever read that book? I don't know. Uh, says that the, the producer recalled pitching the script to Dino de Laurentiis. according to him he D- Dino had no idea what the film was about he didn't understand what dudes were until <laughs> someone said to him that dudes meant guys who had big dicks then he said oh great now I get it <laughs> so that just like amused me so much that I, I forgot to listen to you. Oh my God. <laughs> Dudes are guys
0: with big dicks. All right. <laughs> that,
1: I mean, right? That's that, That's a worthy story to um, to read in the little facts. Oh, I love that part, reading the little tidbits because who knows how much of this is really true because who controls who what this information is on here? Anyway. Well, oh, I, here's great, the thing Wonderful. That,
0: here's what people don't know, and this is going, if, I, if this grosses you out, I apologize, but there's a song in the movie and I didn't notice what it was about for years. Uh, it was like the third podcast that Jacob and I had done. And we say we, we played the song, Two Heads Are Better Than One. And in the movie, they kind of trim around the lyrics. But if you listen to the original version, I'm like, oh, my God, this is about a threesome. Holy shit. Jacob, we should stop playing this song huh? right now. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's not about two guys yeah. putting their brains together. No, it's about a threesome.
1: Well, I guess that makes sense, but let's never speak
0: of this again. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I think it's very innovative in what it was trying to do. Uh, it's a low-budget movie. I mean, it's probably like an eight to $10 million movie, but um, I thought they had really unique ideas with special effects that we had never seen before. The phone booth alone is really cool and unique. Um, and, of course, uh, the, George Carlin is just fantastic in it, and, and sadly he is gone. Uh, Rufus! <laughs> Uh, I love that he's just like, they get better. Seriously, trust me.
1: <laughs> I don't, uh, he was lying, lying, lying. Yeah. Um. Well, no, they did
0: get better because I, I, they were performers later that, yeah. okay, you know what I discussed on the last episode, how could there possibly be a three when they negate a lot of things at the end of two? And then I just shocked. I don't, I'm not going to say, it, yeah, but three really like, oh, that's how you got it to work. Son of a bitch.
1: <laughs> yeah. It didn't address things the way I had hoped. Or the way that we had speculated last, on our last episode, we were speculating how three was going to make sense. And they didn't do any of those things, but uh, it still works.
0: Yeah, it's well, that's the thing about the franchise, it keeps surprising you. The things you expect to happen. Yeah. And it's all about the writers. Those guys um, really thought things out and... Uh, you know, like they, they plant the idea like, okay, so dude, we're in the police station or whatever, so we're going to have to leave something here to distract your dad. So we're going to have to go to the future, get borrow your dad's keys, and then come back with the tape recorder. It's so complicated. They had to have just sat there and played this out in their head over and over to see could that work.
1: Because time travel is real.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, based on the rules they create. That's, that's my ruling is yeah. if you can be as far-fetched as possible, right. but you have to build your but rules. But does it...
1: You have to follow your own rules and 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 the yeah your own creation can't turn on itself.
0: Yeah, it's one of the 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 uh, uh, yeah. the genres of time travel is so complicated. It really is easy to just trip over yourself, and then like later you're like, oh shit, I didn't even think of that. And the movie's already done.
1: Yeah, you know, I did really appreciate how like each movie does have I mean some sim- similar elements obviously but that they really do have like separate stories uh as opposed to you know when they when they make a, a sequel and you're like this is the same exact effing formula as the first one yeah. okay it was amazing when it was like a surprise but now you're just pissing me off because you're lazy but this was like not like that at all yeah I mean was- I realized that that there are people out there who probably don't enjoy uh the second one very much. I mean, I think that that you and I both like it more than the first one. Um, but but I know that you know, there are people who definitely. I pr- would have rather it just be the same things over and over again, but I'm not like that at all. Well,
0: that's the way the 80s were, though. We were trained to yeah. accept all sequels are basically the same exact thing, just little interchangeable parts. And do you remember mm-hmm. walking out of the theater when we saw this and people were bitching about it? And even I wasn't completely on board. We laughed our ass off and I really enjoyed it. But there was something about me I was kind of missing. Like, I kind of wanted more time travel. That's what I love about the first movie. But as time has right. gone on, this is the best of the trilogy. Bogus Journey is absolutely rock solid.
1: Yes. You know, I never had that feeling. It's it's funny cuz I had uh, you know, we watched them again uh, and and Scott said the same thing that he, you know, hadn't seen the um, second one as much and he didn't like it as much cuz there's no real time travel elements to it. But... <laughs> <Or> pepper. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's okay. I'm sorry. Stop it! She went out to the living room and I shut the door, so. <laughs>
0: Apparently, Pepper has a say about Bill
1: and Ted's bogus journey. It's not as good! There's not as much time traveling! I don't know. She's really she's really picky about her entertainment, I'll tell you.
0: She does sing. Does she, did she sing it all to Bill and Ted? She likes to sing to movies. No. Do you know us. what
1: her thing is now? What? She insists upon singing theme song to the Simpsons every single time we watch it and do you know how many episodes there are of The Simpsons oh, I don't know but we're on we're on season 11 oh wow
0: <laughs> That's every
1: single episode <laughs> yeah anyway <clears throat> so yeah she's precious mm-hmm. but
0: great the budget has gone up in the second movie uh, I think your Orion they really knew that they were kind of riding the line they had too many flops. Which is so weird, because if you look at the last couple of years of Orion Pictures, that's when Dances with Wolves and Silence of the Lambs came out. They both made like $150, $75 million, and they didn't cost very much, and they won awards, and yet all of a sudden, six months later, they're closing the doors. Hmm. That's. It seems like it must have been a massive fuck-up before that, where they were so far in debt that even that couldn't pay the bills. I don't know if the bank came calling, but I do remember like... I really thought they were going to promote the shit out of Bogus Journey, but they really didn't. They, didn't, they, they had the great posters and stuff like that, but I rarely remember a commercial for it. Um, I just remember seeing stuff in, like, Entertainment Weekly about it, and they got rave reviews, so we went and saw it. And it didn't make as much as the first movie, so they considered that kind of a downtrend. I'm like, yeah, if you don't tell people your movie's out there, then of course it's not going to do as well, and there won't be a part three. We,
1: we saw the second one at the theater.
0: Yeah, we went to the our local theater in Huntington.
1: I don't really remember a lot of the stuff. I was—I mean, I remember some things, but I don't remember that. I was only 11, but yeah. I don't remember. I do remember the week but, before that
0: seeing Naked Gun two and a half, and we both looked at each other and said it was funny, but it was the same movie. It was the same uh, as the first movie. It was so, yeah, it, they were really close together. We saw them.
1: Yeah, okay, I kind of remember that. Um I am pretty positive that this was definitely my first introduction to William Sadler, um, which, I mean, why would I, at 11 years old, know the, the works of William Sadler? Uh, well, we had
0: seen Die Hard 2 at the drive-in the previous summer, but he's in the mm, makeup and he's a completely okay. different actor in this one. But yes, he we were sold on him instantly. He's so unbelievably funny in his awkwardness <laughs> death is awkward and weird
1: yeah it's so and it's just like he, he's like throws hissy fits and he's like such a jerk and <laughs> he's like uh refuses to play fair yeah and i still to this I, mean, day, I, I still that's, go. that's part of
0: sorry i i still go but... damn right at <laughs> work a lot
1: <laughs> right um, I was just going to say that I think that that is, is a, the majority of the reason why I like this movie so much because he is just so, that aspect of the movie is so ridiculous and so funny. Like, I don't really love the whole station thing. I have real mixed feelings about that. It's kind of weird, but um, the, I, I think the part where they're, they're in hell and they're like, you know, playing games against him and then uh, when they he finally relents and they they win and then they have to go to heaven and time blah 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 and he's all he's all like pretending to be like I don't know a milkmaid or something <laughs> with his high pitched voice it's all just so goofy it's like how how does God not recognize death <laughs> this is all so dumb. But I don't
0: care. It's funny. It's the first time I'd ever seen uh, Heaven envisioned like that. It was so unique. Whoever did the design work on this was like, okay, this is what we know uh, from this genre. Let's change it up. Let's give you something brand new. So every time I turn around, there's some unique, like, the robot versions. There's two different robots, and each one of them looks so Mm -hmm. unique. Do you like the robot part? Because I know some people don't care for
1: that. Um... It's okay. Yeah, I um I don't mind the robot part. I think it's kind of funny because they're just like, um, just like the douchiest versions of them. But uh, they have have a lot of fun with their like evilness. Yeah. So I think like the first set I like, and then the second set is okay. But obviously they're the poor man's version of the the poor man's version so they're like the poor 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 man's version it's really it's a little confusing but um i think it's hilarious when like they're in the van with station and they just have like shit tons of bizarre stuff that they bought at like home depot and they're just like pulling stuff out of packages and you're just like they never use that there's no way like none of this makes any sense and then all of a sudden there's like you know Weird robot versions of them. Like none of it makes any sense. I don't think it's really supposed. To no, <laughs> for but it's the most so part.
0: enthusiastic about it's nonsense, and that's what's so enjoyable.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like if you if you go about your nonsense with like joy in your heart, and you really like you know commit, it's it it make you know people are gonna enjoy that too. That's the thing is like. You know, um, I think that part of Keanu Reeves is, for better or worse, you know, he's he's known for a few characters that he plays. Although, you know, he he has some movies that aren't quite as well known that I think are fantastic, um, that are really enjoyable. But you know he's mostly known for now for more stoic uh intense kind of characters and this is you know one of the characters you know one of his known things that is very 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 different um and um you know it's just he doesn't really get to do light stuff as much as he um Anymore, This is, like, the one thing that he's really known for, you know? Yeah, he's that so realm.
0: lively in this. It's so unique, and I don't know, it may be in relation to when he lost his fiance. I feel like she died soon after Bogus Journey, and that's when his career kind of changed, where he was taking on more serious yeah. roles. And it seemed like the because light... he
1: was heartbroken. Yeah, it just seemed like the light
0: was gone. And I feel like this in the third movie. The yeah. light is gone. As much as he's pretending he's having fun with Alex Winter, I don't see it as as well as I do the first two movies. But it's also part of the story, so I, I'm not sure. But um,
1: I don't know, man. I don't think that he's a sad dude anymore. I think that he's, I not. he's not. I mean... There's a few of his movies that I have that I've seen that are just like I think are like amazing and brilliant and um borderline hilarious, that I don't that aren't popular. I don't think that's what I'm saying is like a few that that aren't as well appreciated. Replacements? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean they're good. Those aren't exactly the ones I was referring to. What? I'm curious. Um, I really want to know. Okay, the movies of his that I like the most. That I feel like aren't very appreciated. Henry's Crime.
0: I've never seen that one.
1: Oh gosh, you! It is. It is. It's like a you know one of those like crime caper, like hijinks kind of things. It's R rated. It's not like as silly as some of the other ones, but I, I I don't know. I just think it's so good. And then um, like on the very darker end. Well, knock knock, I don't know if you've seen that. that yes, weird oh I've seen that. That's good. Interesting. Very interesting. And then um his more recent ones, okay, did you see Destination Wedding where basically it's like an hour and a half of him having these like intellectual bickering with like one owner writer?
0: No, I haven't. I've missed most how- of his new movies. He makes well here's the thing is I don't get is he makes uh, the big movies of course, like John Wick and stuff like yeah. that. But yeah. he makes so many small independent movies that either barely get released or they go direct-to-video mm-hmm. and I keep missing them like Siberia, uh, The Whole Truth. Um, yeah. What's the other one he was in recently? He does,
1: he yeah. does so many. It, it is... It's a lot to keep up with. Um, but... I mean, some of the you know, smaller ones... I mean, Destination Wedding barely got released. I actually... I don't even know if it was in the theater and I rented on like the google play store like the day it came out oh, okay but it's definitely not for everyone but if you know you enjoy like the two of them then it's it's really funny and the whole thing's like filmed in paso Robles, so it's like it was kind of interesting for us to watch it and like know some of the area and yeah. then the other one that i think is so amazing is always be my maybe
0: is that the netflix came one? out
1: last year it's a Netflix one okay. with Ali Wong and Randall Park. Like he, it, Keanu Reeves doesn't have like a huge part in it, but he is like freaking genius. He's basically playing himself, but like the douchiest version you can <laughs> possibly imagine, and it's just, it's just so funny. It's so funny. So I know that he has that still in him, but he just doesn't isn't given that opportunity to like. You know, he's he's done, like, voice work in a couple of, like, he did Toy, Toy Story 4, which was fun. Well, his part was fun. The rest of it kind of sucked. Yeah. And,
0: don't, and one of those long a, gap sequels, which I just don't... That's the problem with long gap sequels. I feel like they just lose oh, why they I were there in the first place.
1: The, between the Two Ferns movie, he was in that, and that was really funny, he's also did a voice in the new Spongebob Squarepants movie which I don't like Spongebob so I will never watch it but so I feel like maybe you know the last couple years he's maybe trying to embrace that side of him again because you know he has like a new he has a lady that he's been serious with for a while and it looks really nice and you think he's happy yeah. but we can help um well, it was, i like it, the eclectic I, I, well when you
0: get older too and you have all that you know matrix money you can go and take a break or you can go and make weird movies for a while which is for the best and not like a way like Nicolas cage fucked up where he spent so much money got so horribly in debt and then when the banks came a call in yeah. he had to make every single fucking movie like all the movies
1: yeah, I mean, some of that wasn't his fault, but he still didn't make the greatest choices.
0: No. But Keanu anyway, is one of the great comeback stories. And, I, you know, and no one talks absolutely. about it, but Alex Winter purposely stepped away from acting. He was more focused on you writing know, and directing.
1: Yeah, I didn't realize that until I had read something about... But, I, I mean, we have seen, you know his what first directorial movie that we i don't know if we're the few of the only people who you know have seen it once let alone multiple times but i don't know about his other work i don't know what he's been doing but i had read the same thing yeah
0: yeah so he used the clout he had with the first bill and ted to create his own show with his friend tom stern called the idiot box and that was a sketch show okay. that lasted, I think, one season on MTV. But really low budget, but very creative, very funny. Um, then they used uh, the success they had from that. Not to, Here's the weirdest thing is they didn't continue the show. They decided to go yeah. make a movie instead, which went through a torturous post-production where uh, the guy at Fox gave him a good budget. He let him cast whoever he wanted, so he brought back, you know, of course, Keanu's there. And, um, um, oh, my God, why am I thinking? William Sadler comes back and it's just filled with whoever he wants in there and it's really crazy and wild and when the guy at Fox got fired I can't remember what movie bombed but he got fired because of it the mm-hmm. new guy came in yeah. looked at Freaked and said what What the fuck is this I don't. this looks stupid and then dumped it only because it was co- contractually obligated to be in two theaters they had mm. toys they had a comic book I had the poster on my wall for like a decade I even had those toys by the way
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and we we're pretty committed to that. So badly.
0: And it's just one of those things where they're it's like they're embarrassed by it because it was on D V D for just a moment. It was on Blu ray for just a moment. So everybody lived off that VHS. Mm. And to this day, you can't find it digitally anywhere and you can't buy it.
1: Why? Oh, that's a cry and shame. It was a weird movie, but it wasn't it's not bad. I mean, it's just like anything else. It's like, you know, it's not for everybody.
0: Yeah, and those movies are usually the ones I appreciate more because they have a very specific tone and a voice instead of being generic for all the masses.
1: Yeah, I remember thinking how, like, kind of brilliant it was because it was so interesting and weird. And, like, I don't even think I remember if, um, like, do you ever even really see Keanu Reeves' face, which I thought was, you know really kind of a bravish thing to do to not like take advantage of that. (laughs) I think that was part of the problem
0: is one of the guys who funded the movie uh, said I think you said you had Keanu Reeves in this and Alex Winter's like yeah he's Ortiz the dog boy and he goes yeah but I can't sell him on that he's in the makeup the whole time goes so what?
1: Exactly. (laughs) But there's a lot of good people in this movie I, I haven't seen it in a long time and I kind of forgot like oh shit Deep Roy is in this? What the heck? <laughs> Morgan Fairchild? Randy Quaid? Like, John Hawks. John Hawks is like a freaking genius. He's not appreciated enough. But that's a whole different story. Yeah.
0: But, it's you know, in the, but that movie, Bombing, really derailed things for him. Right. And him and Tom yeah. Stern split, and Tom Stern went over to. Uh, TBS to make those monkeyed movies. Do you remember that where they recreate movies but with chimps? No. Okay, it was on for years. I don't years. think I want
1: to remember that. Uh,
0: he did a movie called Fever like <laughs> seven years later with Henry Thomas, which is a really dark, weird uh, thriller. Um,
1: I mean, he has a lot of directing credit. Yeah,
0: so that's basically it, what he's at focused this point, on. Yeah, music videos, yeah. documentaries, a bunch of Ben 10 movies, I think, like three of them.
1: Yes, yes, I see that too. Some shows, yes, a lot, yeah, definitely some. It's varied. It's it. it, I but I didn't realize that. Well, good for him, you know.
0: Yeah. So I mean, I think other than the new Bill and Ted, he did Grand Piano as a favor to um, Elijah Wood, who loved him and wanted him to have a small part in the movie, and uh, that's it. So we, we we kept hearing stories though for years. That they were writing a story. They had an idea that they were trying to get funding yeah. for. And it just kept coming back and forth, back and forth. Um, and then all of a sudden, it just happened. And I'm like, no way. And I, and I, I was like, I wasn't going to say anything until it was actually finished. Because <laughs> this movie's rife with, oh, no. This is getting shut down. And it is kind of sad it never made it to the theaters. But look at the times we're in right now. It's ridiculous to force people yeah. to go to the theaters, like with Tenet and New Mutants. They gave you an option. You can have it in theaters, or you can watch it at home. And apparently it's been number one for three weeks now on every single chart.
1: Woo, 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 woo. Yeah, I mean, I definitely... uh, I would have paid to go see it at, like, the drive-in. I I was hoping that that was going to be an option. Um, But, you know, I mean nothing is the way it, you know, should be at this point, and I don't know that it's even a smart move to be forcing the whole theater release thing when, you know, there's still a shit ton of movie theaters that aren't even open yet in right. the country, and right. and then even for those that are, how many people are not going to feel comfortable going to the theater for that long, but... Nobody's doing anything, nobody's spending any money, so is it really, like, it's not that hard to justify spending $23 to buy the third movie and watch it the day it comes out, which is what we did.
0: I waited, because everybody wanted to watch it. <laughs> like, seven people watching it. I know. <laughs> so I had to wait. I
1: watched it, like, I watched it the day it came out, because I had a hard day, and it was gonna bring me freaking joy. And yeah. did it? Yes.
0: Andrew yes, said, "Andrew said you've had a really hard day. You need to watch it, but I waited till last night because I wanted a clear head. And even then, it was rough because I had a terrible yeah. day at work yesterday. Because where your fucking mask? God damn it! Wear your fucking mask? <laughs> it, your fucking mask. Oh, um, but it, it is the joy that the world needed right now. Of all these movies that are coming yeah. out right now, it's really low budget garbage that studios are throwing away, and the big budget stuff that apparently is underwhelming." Um, I heard Tenet should just be called the muffler because the dialogue is just squished. and You couldn't hear anything. So. Oh, really? Yeah, I've heard that the dialogue is really that's hard. too bad. It's like the problem he had with Bane in that last Batman movie is where we so muffled uh, and yeah. Warner Brothers made him go back and re-edit it. Um, so I, I imagine Tenet's going to be fixed for home video. But uh, it's not my favorite of the trilogy. Um, no. I think I, I think I need to see it more. Um, I was a little disappointed because I felt like it was so plot heavy that it forgot to be funny. Like the first half starts off so well, and yeah. then it just gets caught up uh, in its own story that it forgets the jokes. But maybe it's not mm-hmm. meant to be I can that, see co- that. It might not mean. Maybe it's because the budget was so tight. Um, in this day and age, twenty-five million really doesn't buy a bunch. That's, I mean, I, if you made Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey now, it would, probably would have cost you about forty million, and it moves so fast. So fast that you barely have a second to breathe. That's also part of the plot. So I think I need to sit with this movie more to have a full adjustment, you know, like, uh, you know, how I really feel about it. Like I did with Bogus Journey. It took me like three or four viewings before, like, oh my god, this is fucking amazing. Yeah. But what do you think? Oh,
1: of- yeah. I mean, overall, my impression is, um, it's not my favorite but again I've seen it once and you know uh I have a history also of making having like not the best uh, experiences with movies the first time around i.e. I hated Zoolando the first time I saw it I hated Hot Rod I hated like Nacho Libre like okay these aren't great movies but they're really, but like they they grow on you.
0: Yeah, I remember we know. hated Ricky Bobby. The, we hated Ricky Bobby. I don't know how. Oh, I, feel I about still, it now.
1: I still, I still hate Ricky. Do you? Bobby. I, I, I enjoy way more now. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so I think that it's going to be you know it's the same sort of irreverent style like goofy, just just it really can feel really fucking stupid the first time you watch it but it really grows on you and I'm not saying that this movie was fucking stupid at all but you know it is the like goofy just you know whatever that I think that it will over time like I'll enjoy it more and more but at the first view I enjoyed it it was exactly what I needed to see at the time um uh, every moment wasn't hilarious obviously but it made it brought me so much joy to like See so many of the cast members come back uh, that some of the um, continuing storylines, even though they didn't like do the exact same plot, but like the whole you know Missy thing came yeah. back around. <laughs> That's one of my again, favorite side gags. Which is <laughs> yeah exactly, and um, I mean it was actually also really gross. But, yeah, but, but funny. do you remember um, the second
0: movie when she leaves? Um, she leaves Bill's dad for Ted's dad. And there's this moment where he's Uh watching them at the the engagement party, and there's like this broken sadness in him, like.
1: (laughs) Yes, I do. It's really, I do totally remember that. I mean, there's a lot of inconsistencies about this, like. For example, at that it actually wasn't the engagement party in the second one. It was the princess's birthday party, oh, okay. and, on, uh, and on and on the cake it says like happy three hundred and blah 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 birthday. But nobody is supposed to know that they time traveled. Or actually, nobody ever believes them, I guess. And nobody believes that, you know, anything that they've said ever. And technically, they're not people aren't supposed to know that the girls are from a different time and blah, 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 blah. So, I mean, they even talk about that in the third movie. So there's definitely inconsistencies. But, I mean, grain of salt, I guess, whatever. Um,
0: you know, the princesses should yeah, be much was- older than they are. They looked like they were late thirties. Well, yeah, I was like, that movie's thirty years ago. Why are they so much younger than Bill and Ted?
1: That's another. That's another. I think joke, maybe that they kept going because in every movie the girls are different. Oh, so you
0: think it's like a National Lampoon kind of thing where the kids keep changing? But... I think so. Okay, okay, I got you. I
1: think maybe. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, think that it's maybe. Maybe it's even an ode to that, but I think that it's part of the joke at this point. Um, <clears throat> and then, I mean, there's no explanation. Well, I guess it. I, my understanding was at the end of the second one, the the babies were boys, but I guess they just said little Bill and little Ted, and I guess that it could talk, it could work.
0: Yeah, we because uh, their names yeah. are
1: Billy and, and Teddy. Uh, yeah, so, um, I guess it works, but I did think i did really like the the people that they the, the girls that they cast like i i think i had mentioned to you like or at least to somebody the girl who plays um Ted's daughter um one acts just like him and it's hilarious <laughs> she has um, him
0: from the first movie <laughs> you know, the she funny thing Ted, is, if you notice, do you notice the nuances in the changes in them over the years? Because yeah. the, the Bill and Ted in the first movie, or not the Bill and Ted in two and three, they really do evolve no. them, which is rare for franchises, because they usually don't evolve the character. Yeah. There's a desperation I mean, in like part three of a- yeah.
1: Yes. Yes. They're, like, I mean, it's, oh, when they're, like, playing they're the band at the wedding and they're just they're just like trying so hard and they're pulling out all these fucking wackadoo instruments and they're like, not only did they learn how to play like a guitar and a bait and, you know, an electric guitar or whatever, but they learned how to play a theremin and like every fucking bizarre instrument they could possibly come up with to give them the most possible options and they still haven't accomplished their goals or, or what they're supposed to and yeah, there is like I mean, the air is thick with desperation, especially in that scene when they're playing and then they start making those (laughs) sounds when they're like, it's just like, oh my God, you hurt for them.
0: That's where I laugh the hardest. But yeah, here's the thing is they seem stupid, but they're not stupid. That's, it's, like the, no. it's like the Ernest rule. You know, Ernest was never stupid. It's that he just no. overwhelmed himself. Like, he had such a severe ADD that he never yeah. saw what was right in front of him. But when he talked, he was intelligent yeah. with a lot of things. The same thing with Bill and Ted. You listen to their dialogue. as like, no one stupid talks like that.
1: No one does. Well, the other thing that, you know, that's a really interest, interesting comparison that you make with um, – with Ernest is that it's also, also a lot of it was like his deep, sincere optimism. Um, and that like, you know, the sincerity and joy that um, like he refused to accept defeat and things like that, that are very similar too. Yeah. that they are starting to feel a little after 30 years or whatever. You know, beaten down a little. And we probably would see that if we had seen 30 years of Ernest, too. Um, But they're still, like, refusing to get up.
0: Yeah, that's the most enjoyable thing about them is no matter what. Yeah, they're frustrated, but they won't quit.
1: And that you see that, um, that even if they're not the smartest guys in the world, that those qualities are apparent to their kids. And the girls have the same, like approach to life yeah. that they are very you know and they want so badly to like just help their dads and um accomplish their goals and it's it's really like it's sweet they're good parents
0: yeah they will also they're great daughters because they love and appreciate and support no matter what and i can see the frustration on their wives the princesses but um sure because they've been there for the whole ride but the kids they're just like yeah they're gonna do it they're gonna find a way to do it and i I, what i think it might be is add and maybe the reason the girls are more successful in their missions and more focused even though it doesn't seem like they are is because um i feel like bill and ted were both ignored by their parents they're both from broken families where are the moms where are the moms you know and they just like they glommed on they are probably in some special class together you know like some low general math one or whatever and they both had severe attention span issues and they just got together and hung out because they loved rock and roll and being cool to each other and hanging out at the Circle K Mhm.
1: but they but them as parents like they supported their kids more and were there Yeah. and uh, offered them all these like outlets to express themselves and Man, we're getting deep, dude. We
0: are, but I want to say this. Spoiler alert, because uh, other than the fact it wasn't funny, I saw the twist coming instantly. And I'm not mad about it. I was hoping for it, but I saw it coming. I was like, oh, I get it. I got it. It's going to be them.
1: Well, my deep fear, which which I'm so glad it didn't happen, was I knew that the girls were going to be more important than, you know initially you thought I realized that they were going to be a huge part my fear was is that the the whole movie was going to be actually them and Bill and Ted were in like five minutes oh yeah so we talked I about so that at work so I was so to see that it was that it was that it was more balanced and that yes the girls definitely were a very important part of the story just almost as much and we see you know yeah without giving it away like they were very important but that I was just so deeply afraid that it was one of those things where it was just like oh we're just gonna we're just gonna this movie is basically to introduce the, the kids to take over, like, in the fucking Indiana Jones 4 piece of shit. Right.
0: Well, I was thinking about that. We're talking about Back to the Future, and the only way to keep the franchise going is to focus on Jules and Vern and say, like, Marty and Doc yeah. got lost in time, and especially yeah. since Michael J. Fox is so sick and Christopher Lloyd's older, that if you were going to do it, you would have to, like, have them at the very beginning and very end, like the way I think they're going to yeah. do with Ghostbusters. I think Bill Murray's just going to pop up at the end. Like, he disappeared in the... You know, some yeah. sort of time stream wormhole thing with uh, Gozar or something I don't know Zul
1: yeah. um,
0: but yeah what they did was brilliant because Bill and Ted uh, Sr. I guess if you want to call them that Bill and Ted Sr. are going on more of an adventure of Bogus Journey where things are difficult and challenging they're going through their own personal hells by jumping through time and seeing how Fucked up they are when they break into the Dave Grohl's house. It's so twisted so and weird. Oh, I know that's
1: amazing. I mean, that was so primo though when they're like, I mean, the like, just like, I mean, I think that was my favorite. One of my favorite things was like Keanu Reeves as like the old bloated, like crazy ass motherfucker version of himself when did they broke into his house. It was just like they really like. They really seem to enjoy, uh, you know, revisiting these these characters and, you know, um, being silly about it.
0: Yeah, they get to wear the giant muscle so costume. Some... They get to uh, – Al- yes. uh, Alex Winter oh. gets to pull off his wig. Well, I mean, it's not a wig, a real wig, but, I mean, in the movie they have to – Is that weird? You have to, like, yeah. glue down your hair and put a bald cap on. Then you have to put fake hair on top of that in order to pull that off. But it has to mm-hmm. still look like your original hair. <laughs>
1: yeah it's it's a little strange um but yeah um and then of william sadler's back as death and he man he has some serious issues which we knew he did from the from number two that they really <laughs> delve deeper into his psyche and his issues here um of course they had you know the same guy uh who played his dad all i will have to say that he, so so bill is 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 junior so his dad is really the senior and
0: oh so it's bill the third
1: so billy is the third <laughs> it's very, very I, easy. okay i was um, nervous
0: seeing him though i was like oh he is frail there's no way he's still in the police force But I'll let this go i just let yeah. it go <laughs>
1: frail Yes, agreed. Totally agreed. You know, I was a little worried when they, you know, with some of the new folks that they brought in, you know, the, the people who are, like, kind of more popular now, like, uh, you know, Kristen Shaw. she's kind of, like, a thing lately. And, um, oh, I mean, they had to have Kid Cudi, but I I, I didn't mind it so much. He's actually a better like, actor
0: than I expected. They, who, Kid Cudi? Yeah. Or Her. No, yeah, yeah,
1: no, I enjoy I actually really enjoyed his part, and she's not that bad and I really liked like how they how they tied it all together and kind of you know the tribute that they played to um to Rufus and George Carlin, including I read that they named his daughter her Kelly, you know the christian Kristen Shaw's character Kelly. I believe that is his real daughter's name. Oh, or something. wow. They wanted, to, like, they wanted to pay extra tribute to him, I, I think, is what I read somewhere. Um, and then the addition of, like, Jillian Bell, who is kind of, like, you know, popping up all over the place. But I I've, I mean, that whole thing with, like, their couples therapy was just, oh, my God, they're so fucking clueless, but it was so funny. Yeah, the, the only family. one that I,
0: I think, the only cameo I think that kind of was stale was Beck Bennett as his little brother I just don't think it worked
1: oh I don't think he's funny which I don't I don't know I don't get it I mean is he even really a cameo people even know who Beck Bennett is I guess he's popular on SNL I watch
0: a lot of SNL but here's the thing is um, that's the curse of a lot of these sequels, especially if they're comedies, they're long awaited and have built a fan base is that all of a sudden everybody wants to be in it, so they start loading them up with cameos, right. and that's usually how it gets funded, and it's always stale. It it almost derailed Anchorman two completely.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh what was the other one? I was thinking feels, Zoolander two, of course, is unwatchable. Forced. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And you're just like, Oh dude, come on. Like I get it, but mm. Eh, ah. yeah. Um Who's a robot? Say, the robot's hilarious, by the like, way. Like, <laughs> that's what I was just gonna say. Oh. One of the shining moments, the best, like guest star, who I think very closely rivals to William Sadler's death, is Anthony Kerrigan, which you may not know his name yet, but he is the guy from Barry. Who wants to be Barry's best? A Barry, like the <laughs> the like mobster guy who like wants to be like on top and he wants to be Barry's best friend and all that. What's that guy's name on Barry? Oh my god, um, the bald guy.
0: I can't remember. I just remember him yelling the name over and over and over at the that last episode when he's hunting him down.
1: God, I can't remember. But anyway, yeah. he's he's a genius. He is comedy gold. Like, if for people who have not watched Barry, like. Please, you're missing out on one of the best freaking shows, like, in existence. Um, and he is such a big part of it. The other part he's fairly known for, I would say, is he's Zaz on Gotham. Uh, which really? is this really interesting, slightly I... psychotic twist.
0: Yeah, I haven't seen that um, show but yet. But it's really
1: enjoyable. Yeah, he's really enjoyable on that too, but very... Oh god! But no, he really brings the same like awkward charm from from Barry that, uh, into this. I mean, I don't know, understand why he kept saying his name, but <laughs> whatever. He's Dennis Caleb McCoy. Dennis <laughs> Caleb McCoy. Okay, you're a robot assassin, but there's more to you than that. Is he a robot though? I mean,
0: is he a robot or is he a I cyber? Well, cause he, he, how could he go to hell if I he's if he's not organic? Do you think that he was a modified human know. or a cybernetic?
1: I, I I don't know. I threw out the word robot willy-nilly. It's more complicated than that, obviously. Otherwise, he wouldn't have the full name, Darren <laughs> yeah. and Caleb McCoy, and then he's his which own tra- part he, of the point.
0: He's his own time travel machine, which was fucking genius. That was a great idea.
1: Yeah.
0: <sighs> yeah, I, I really want to see it again. It, it did not make me mad. I love the sweet coda at the ending. I, the thing that really touched me, and it's going to seem weird... It had nothing to do with Bill and Ted. It had to do with the end yeah. credits, where it's showing everybody playing music, like just Yay. getting together and showing harmony together.
1: Yes, I mean, do you mean that the the ending of the movie, and that's how? I mean, I'm not without giving stuff away that like the harmony that was developed, or are you talking about the actual end credits where you see all the people, like random, like totally. Like, people recording from their homes, like, dancing around and goofing off.
0: That. Which that part? right there. The only person I recognize yeah. was Weird Al the for a split second. But th- yeah, the real people right. really touched me.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's a movie that needs what to be seen nice. right now. It's so dark right now, and I feel so hopeless, and I just, we, we all need this movie, I think.
1: So did you get to ch- the chance to watch the... I mean, I won't ta- say any details about it, but there is a scene at, at the end of the credits. Did you get to watch it?
0: Yeah, where they play guitar in the old folks' home.
1: Well, I wasn't going to give it away. I but, already said um, spoiler a long time ago. <laughs> that's the part where I I got to that, and then it kicked me off.
0: Oh, I'm so sorry.
1: So he was like, basically, he's like, are you, you dead yet? You know, that kind of thing. And then it stopped. So I'll have to, I'm have i going to watch it again, obviously, but then I'll, I'll, I'll uh, try to make it through the whole thing. But it makes me kind of happy that I got kicked off because so many people wanted to watch the same movie at the same time on your account. <laughs> <laughs> Sharing is caring. I, I paid for half that movie. Yeah. What? And I don't regret any
0: of it? Yeah, it. Uh, I
1: don't know. Do you have anything else you want to say about the third movie or any of the um the
0: trilogy? I will say this: there was other spinoffs. Uh, Orion, like I said, was desperate for money after Bogus Journey, so they did a surreal that was fantastic. They did a cartoon that's even better. Uh, <laughs> they did they, they did a comic book for Marvel that's a fucking astounding. But the TV oh, show—do you remember the live-action uh-huh. TV show they did? Like eight episodes, it was terrible, absolutely terrible. They showed no, it after I don't Parker remember Lewis. That. God, it was awful.
1: I feel like there are just some elements in my life that I have chosen to completely black out of existence, and that maybe is one of them.
0: <laughs> isn't, isn't that weird? weird? Yeah, no, it happens. There's certain things that people tell me, and I'm like. Well, here's the thing is I'm a terrible human being because I can remember the most nonsensical, stupid shit from pop culture. You ask me like, oh, what's mm-hmm. your cousin's name? I don't know. I don't, I don't know who that is. That's, you know, like that kind of stuff. When, when's your uh, a certain family member's birthday? Give me a minute on this one. Uh, and then someone will go, well, what oh, was the wow. first? Yeah, that kind of stuff. I can't remember like important stuff, but I can remember stupid. I
1: don't really think that makes you a bad person.
0: I seem like a shit I
1: don't I, I don't know. <laughs> I think it's also just like how our brains work. Like I remember not as much inane details as you do, but I I mean, that I feel like that's all that's in my brain is useless pop culture facts. But I'll tell you what, I mean I clearly picked the perfect profession because you have no idea how many times I've used this. This stupid shit in my head to help people in my job. It's amazing, That's so good. it's not worthless.
0: <laughs> All right. So um, I don't know what we'll do for the next episode. I honestly thought that New Mutants was going to be good. I really did. I gave it the benefit of the doubt. And I also oh. thought it was going to be video on demand. So now I have to wait till video and hopefully at a good price because I don't want to pay thirty bucks <laughs> anyway. Um, I, I'm.
1: I mean, I don't know because I haven't seen it. But I mean, we have very different expectations here because I expect very little
0: okay um, but we talked about doing kick ass one and two uh, we talked about some other We've things we talked
1: about you have a list we'll I have a very long list. I don't we'll, remember yeah, what's on. we
0: have next, a very long list I should just the, say that you need to have, finish you need to you finish bringing it on it's been in the playlist on in, uh, minute 18 for like a week I would watch it too <laughs> dang it <laughs> I have
1: a life my right. life, homie, just go watch it. I don't okay. care. But you know what we actually need to do next is we have several um, pairs of like Halloween things, and we really probably should start working on those. That is true. it's right around the corner, and people are ready. So yeah. let's try to focus on some of those. Okay,
0: that, that works. Okay, uh, well, as long as we can find yeah. them. Okay. I, I I recommended a few, but it depends on if we can find them for free because okay. I don't own them.
1: So expect some spookiness coming your way. <laughs> <Woo-hoo>! <laughs>
0: All right, check us out on Facebook (laughs) under Video Night Podcast. That's where you'll find all the episodes of We Got the Beat. And thank God I said the name right this time.
1: (laughs) Rock on.